0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Paul Listening Behind the Curtain. It's when I get to step away from the world of politics on WGN TV to talk about the arts and theater and magic uh, over here in the world of WGN Radio Podcast. And I this is I'm this is one of my favorite guests. We've talked before over the years. He's back at the Magic Lounge, which is such a great venue to visit, and just for so many reasons. We'll talk a little bit about that, but I want you to say hi to Mark Toland, who is just an amazing talent mentalist. I wonder if he's really reading our minds. We'll find out. Hi, Mark. Good to see you again. Hey, Paul. Thanks so much for having me. And the greatest magic you've created is you have a new little kid.
1: I do. She's just over one now. Um, Her name is Rosie. And, uh, you know, just the best thing. That's what everyone says, but you don't really know until it happens. But she really
0: is the best thing that's ever happened. You look forward to like doing things in front of her and then making them disappear and she starts crying?
1: <laughs> no no quite the opposite i uh, for years i've been taking a, a flight back home in the middle of the day and now it's you know i'm done with a, a gig on the road and i take the 4 a.m flight or 5 a.m flight just so i can get back as quickly as possible to see her oh, how amazing nice. the difference yeah I'll, I, I can sleep on the other end of that but i want to get back as quickly as i can
0: ah, i used to say to my kids see you tuesday um uh, <laughs> so That'll be in a few years i think is what everyone right. tells me so you're back right yeah those years they do go the kids are in their 20s now so they do go i bet um, so you are back at the Magic Lounge and in what's called the Mystery Show. Let's yep. get this kind of out of the way cuz you blow me away every time I see you. You are a mentalist, but you admit to us at the beginning of the show so we can say it here. Everybody thinks you're reading minds or you want us to think you're reading minds and you just dispel that from the get-go. Yeah, absolutely. It's weird territory to be in. I
1: didn't understand I you know, I'm just kind of followed this route forward of things I'm interested in, um psychological illusions detective work. I was really into like Sherlock Holmes and Agatha Christie and all these things when I was younger, Hitchcock. Um, so I, I just kind of followed that forward. But I never knew that the the people who would kind of come to me after the show would think I was psychic. You know, I, I always thought I'm in a proscenium. It's theater. They get this. It's like a play, a musical, a movie. They understand that this is some form of entertainment and art, but that I am uh, creating an illusion, just like anyone else who, who is performing. Um, But, you know, I guess it's a testament to how good the show is, but it's something I try to dispel at the beginning because I just don't want to have to deal with it. And I think, it, it, you know, in the spirit of the show, which is one big mystery um, made up of several smaller mysteries, I think that's a great mystery to lead with because people are like, well, why are we here? If this guy can't read our minds for real, why are we here? And then I just <laughs> need to read their minds, you know.
0: I'm not spending money to have him not read my mind. Right, exactly. Uh, I love it. So tell us how you do it.
1: Yeah. Well, now you're asking too many questions. I think this is our third time doing this and you ask me every time and I, I'm just, you know, I'm sworn to secrecy, I guess. All is
0: right. It? All right. Uh, listen, one of these times you might say, you know what? Enough. Here's how I do it. Um, <laughs> so you, you're on the main stage, of course, at magic lounge. I want people to just understand the experience. First of all, when you arrive at the magic lounge on uh, North on Clark street, you don't even know you're at the Magic Lounge. I don't want to give too much away because if people haven't been there, they should experience this. So, um, when you get there, you don't even know that you're at the Magic Lounge, right?
1: No, no. Yeah. It's very, um, discreet. If, if you don't know you're going there, you might drive right past it or walk right past it up in Andersonville. You might even uh, walk, part in of the charm. You're in,
0: you might walk in and think you're in the wrong place.
1: Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, I, 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 I kind of am remiss to even give any of the details away, but let's just say when you walk in, it's a very kind of unusual, kind of entrance to it and you kind of have to figure your way into the venue and then once you do you feel almost as if you're transported into another time at least that's how it feels every way i every time i go and then you know that's just the the bar area that's just the the ticket window and the bar and from there you're transported yet again into as you as you said the main showroom which is where i do my show and I feel, you know, you're getting a layer deeper, a layer deeper, and it just keeps happening. So I think, uh, you know, they've got something, I mean, it is it is magical, no pun intended. It is very kind of whimsical and cool, and it's uh, got a speakeasy feel, vaudevillian feel. Yeah. There's a bunch of magical history on the walls, stuff that's very obvious to catch and stuff that's hidden. If you're not looking for it, you'll miss it, which I, I love. Um and yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, not just my show. It's worth going any night of the week to check out shows because they bring in some of the best talent from literally around the world who pass through Chicago and do, you know, a night of magic, some of the most original, like mind-blowing stuff you're you're going to see. And it's happening, you know, seven days a week up in Andersonville.
0: And, and by the way, even somebody who won on Penn & Teller, they've I guess they donated or maybe it's on loan, but we get the Penn & Teller uh, award that said we all get to see that. Yes, yes, I think
1: that might belong to, um, Benjamin Barnes, I think might be the current, um, person. And he is the entertainment director up there. He's a personal friend of mine. Great guy. And yes, he, he not only was on the show, but was one of the lucky people to fool Penn and Teller. Because he's incredible. And then, you know, when you walk in, you see his trophy in the case, which is a pretty cool thing to see up close.
0: It, it, is there the stuff that you do which blows the audience's mind every night? I mean, literally, you know, I just even I've watched video and whatever people's reactions, it's just it, they're just they're mind blown. Do people like Penn and Teller, do they know how you do everything you do? I mean, because they are who they are, but do they know? You know,
1: we, I, so we did a show last night and there were some, uh, I know their performers, like fellow performers, a couple of them I knew, a couple of them I didn't in the audience. And I got text from them after and they're like, yeah, we were chatting about this one thing you did and, and blah, blah, blah. And they, you know, they're talking like inside baseball to me. And I was thinking about, it, I was like, well, that's cool, but I, I'm not performing for magicians, you know, this is part <laughs> of the reason I've never gone on pen and teller. I've, i never wanted to be, I don't know how else to say a magician's magician or something uh-huh. like that. Uh, I'm not looking to compete or fool another person in this art form. If they know, great. They should know. Um, I'm trying to dazzle, you know, laymen, um, the general public and give them something, which which is, I guess, the feeling why I and these other performers got into it, which is mystery, which is amazement. And, uh, you know, hopefully just give them that little feeling of not knowing, something we don't experience very often. It's kind of the point of the the whole show I'm doing. But yeah, so um, I'm sure they do know, but I don't care, I guess is what I'm
0: trying to say. Yeah, you're not doing it for them. So right. what, what led you into the direction you go of mentalism? We should We'll clarify what that is, but you know, when you were a kid, you probably saw the magicians just like I did who had the five rings and look, I can combine these. Oh, look, these two don't come apart. Um, yeah. You know, and the balls. Oh, look, there's two balls or there's three balls. That is yeah. not what you do. What? When did you first come across this notion of mentalism? And in that answer, kind of explain what it is you do. Sure, sure. Yeah, I got into this at a very
1: young age. I think it was like three or four years old. That's a true story. Um, I, uh, a few things happened all at once. I'm from a small town in Southeast Kansas. So Growing up there, there, there wasn't much that came through my hometown, at least back then, and no internet, of course. But I did catch, uh, David Copperfield on TV on one of his specials from the nineties, which were just, you know, huge nationwide events back you probably then. probably watched
0: him on that TV behind you, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, it might have been. It might have been. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we, um, we had uh, a magician come through town and, and was at the county fair. We were the county seat. So, uh, was on stage there. I got to talk with that guy and that was a eye-opening thing to me where I was like, oh, wait, it's not just this amazing dude on tv who's like unreachable but it's something else it's something tangible and and you know first person and then the were they were they traditional
0: in, magic people
1: yeah it was like box magic you know stage illusions all the all the cool stuff and um i was blown away i, I mean i went up he gave me a little magic lesson a little demo and i was like oh wait I, this is something i can learn and then the third thing that happened to me was we were at i think it was a borders back then which are, are not around anymore but we were in a borders and my dad knew I was kind of interested in this and he bought this book for me and uh, it's dated like 1990. I still got the book. It's falling apart, but it was a whole book on magic tricks, different like categories, coins and cards and all this. And he, he worked with me to learn like the first thing. And then I kind of pieced together how to do them from the photos and words in there at a young age. And I was always drawn to that kind of psychological section really truly. I, I, I loved learning all of it. It's all part of it, but I was really drawn to this. Like instead of choose a card and I'll find it, think of a card and I'll guess it or something like that. So as for what I do, it's kind of just evolved over time, but, um, it's, it's mentalism, as you say, or mind reading. Uh, I think of it as psychological entertainment. So the, the props for the show are the thoughts of the audience. Everyone in the audience thinks of things. I try to guess them. The show starts off intentionally very kind of novel and fun where it's just a couple guessing games, some simple things. And then I tried to take a hard right and do something kind of out of nowhere that's incredible. So people are like, "Hold on a second. I didn't know on a Wednesday night we were going to see a miracle here." And then from there it's a deep dive into, oh, I'm going to guess, you know, things about people and I'm trying to uh tiptoe around and not give too much away, but um that's kind of the idea of the show is that um you know, it's a it's a red herring up front. Like, yeah, we thought we'd see something silly. Wait, hold on. How did he possibly know this? And next thing well, you know, you're on the edge of your seat.
0: And you know, early on, you're doing things like you're you're. I that can talk about the kind of things that you guess, right? Isn't yeah, that sure. Kind of, yeah. So you'll guess somebody's birthday. They'll come up, and you'll just say you're April thirtieth, nineteen. You know, and 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 you're right. And so, of course, as I'm sitting there trying to figure you out, I'm going, Did I fill something out that had my birthday on it when I came in? Maybe I did something like that. But even if I did, and even if that I figured that out, which is not true, but if but if I did you go on to stuff like, you know, what place do you want to visit? And I thought, it, it, does he have people hanging around the room? And and, and have I said that? So the last time right. I saw you and I, I see you every time you're here, you're playing through June 28th. I want to say that the Chicago Magic Lounge, you went somebody next to me. You you asked them a question. I was a favorite song, favorite music or something like that. And and you were right. And so I asked him at the end of the show. I went, did you? Did you talk about that? Did you, I'm trying to figure like, did he have a microphone over here? You know, and the guy's like, no, no. I mean, so I've tried to figure you out. I investigate (laughs) behind you. I'm a reporter. I got to do that. And I'm asking questions and you're just not doing anything reasonable that I think you would do to do what you do.
1: Right, right. But I'm not real, which is a great mystery to have. I love pairing those two things together. It's a good feeling not knowing, but also, I, I feel like it's too easy to explain it away with psychic phenomenon. It's much more interesting to be like, well, if this guy's not real, but can do this thing, who else might be conning me out there? Who else might be <laughs> yeah. claiming something and lying to me, but I'm not lying. I'm being honest and saying, I'm not real. It's just entertainment. That thrills me to hear that. I think, um I think that's awesome. And it's, it's intentionally designed in the show. You know, even if ever I had everyone's the ability to know everyone's name, which I don't and Google everyone and get their birthday or their wife's name or husband's name or whoever, and, and be able to have that. I mean, literally the show is designed to choose people at random. There's no way I could possibly memorize this. No one's, you know, I offer a reward to people who can prove that someone's helping me off stage or wearing an earpiece or secret cameras or anything. Cause you know, it's very important that people will understand I'm at least meeting them with fairness and then I'm going to blow their mind. Um, yeah. you know, and I must say, Paul, you're, you're like such a good audience member too. Cause every time you come, you're laughing and you're, you're like so involved in the show. I'm, I'm drunk.
0: Uh, well, that helps. That <laughs> helps. And the lounge is a good place to help I'm with drinking, that as well. Drinking a soft drink. No, no, I'm really that because oh. you're really funny. Uh,
1: well, I, I, the I, cocktails I, at the lounge are good, we we might add. Well, but, they uh, are.
0: They are, but I'm not drinking them. So, it's, I mean, I could no, be, but, but I'm- You know, I'm I think you're now. a great audience member because I do a
1: lot of colleges now and I don't know if it's cell phones or TikTok or or what it is, but, you know, I have to fight to get people to be a good audience member. So when someone like you is in the audience, it makes my job easy because, you know, oh, clearly you appreciate, well, appreciate the arts And you understand sure. that this sort of show demands- a certain level of meeting in the middle from the audience that maybe uh, a regular play might not you know the audience makes the show
0: and and part of the way the audience makes the show is i will love you you were on my former colleague um, courtney Paul and uh, Matt Rodriguez and you, you, yeah, you did their show on, on, yes. on a different channel that I'm on. Um, but, but Courtney and I worked together for a long time. Anyway, I love, yeah, I love they're Courtney. Great, yeah, they're, they're great. They're good friends. And, uh, but the thing is, but what you did there, you just, I just saw their faces. I mean, you blew them away. So can I call upon you? Just, you know, we're talking about this and people still might not get a sense of what this guy does. I know during COVID, you had to figure out a way to do things this way because you and I during COVID couldn't be in the same room.
1: This is true. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sure you were you were broadcasting in weird ways during COVID and I myself- I was broadcasting bit, from here. <laughs> yeah. I turned into a bit of a broadcaster myself, you know. I'm lucky because I do a little video as a hobby. So I had some some gear and some setup and my wife is knowledgeable. My wife's a studio photographer. So she's knowledgeable ah. about lighting and those sorts of things. So we, we kind of had a, at least enough gear to get going, but it was also panic. Like, oh my gosh, I've got to do- Mind reading from afar, long distance. What do I do? But I did uh, nearly 500 shows um, from here. Well, a, a different room, uh, the baby's room now. Um, during uh, lockdown, but um, it, it turned into quite the successful thing. I did shows for for companies on six continents. Um, a ton of big ones. I did something for the CEO of Zoom. Um, a bunch of uh, you know cool people, and I even sold tickets to some like private shows through my mailing list.
0: which by the way, I have to say. Yeah, A lot of good things came out of Zoom. I can interview people who are not in Chicago, who I otherwise wouldn't have been able to talk to years ago, right? Presidential candidates, whatever. It's fantastic. So for you, I'm trying to think, you just said Six Continents. I mean, maybe you would have been brought to Six Continents to do your show. The truth is, it was a way of opening doors that might not have ever opened for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I was doing, you know, five and six of these a day when it was like in the thick of things, like end of summer 2020, I I really Uh got going. So um, it was, you know... Insane. I never anticipated doing it, but I, you know, within, I was lucky to have one agent who got me very booked in a hurry. And, um, within like two weeks of, you know, the Chicago lockdown, at least I had a calendar of dates in April and I was like, oh my gosh, panic mode. I've got to come up with something, but good creative exercise. And it led to, you know, many of the, the kind of form of the mystery show that I'm doing now in a way I was mm-hmm. kind of the makings of it. The starting of it is so I'll show you one version of that, which, um, yeah has kind of it's transformed and gone into the show now and you might recognize it, but I'll do it for you now because I didn't do it for you at the show could awesome. you think of a special memory um and you gave mine away which is the example I always use but mine of course is that uh, my wife and I just had a baby but a special memory for us um some kind of memory let's say in the past few years maybe just uh to keep it fairly recent for us but don't do the okay. obvious stuff which would be you know your birthday because I also have a birthday or um you know halloween or something or thanksgiving you know I had that as well it's got to be unique to you which is why I, I use I have something that's really unique okay great so um this is a strange question i know the time when my daughter was born is 12:42 in the morning um you probably don't know the time this memory happened whatever Story you have in mind now. So, come up with a time. Think of a time that seems to make sense to you. Hours and minutes. Yeah, hours and minutes. Yeah, time of day.
0: I can do that. So, okay.
1: Okay, great. And so, obviously, there's no way I can know this. That was very clearly. uh, No, I I,
0: I didn't even know it until you just told me to do it. Right, right. Clearly
1: to me that you just came up with that right now in this moment, which is what we want. And then finally, um, you know, I said 12:42 for mine. So, if by the odd chance you went for an even kind of thing, like. Quarter after or half past hour or you know two o'clock five o'clock whatever I know make you well it a enough more random to do that. you can make it specific okay okay yeah you're <laughs> used to this sort of thing so I had a feeling you would you would but do that I've
0: right. never been the, I've never been the subject of this so this is great okay okay
1: so um, let's do it like this I will take my watch off here Show is that you a real here. watch this is yeah there you go two, uh, 17, 16. It's a real watch um, here's the deal if you tell us the memory if you wouldn't mind sharing whatever this. Um, story was, as specific as you're willing to be. I'll try to use that information to work out this time that you have just created in this moment now.
0: Oh, so you, I can tell you the memory.
1: Yeah. So I'll use that info and see if I can guess the other. So keep the yeah. time secret. Just tell us the, the memory.
0: So the memory is that the Chicago City Council passed a resolution making my birthday, June 19th, Paul Lisnick Day in the city this year. Oh, wow.
1: Okay. That's amazing. Well, Congratulations. That's, cool on that. that's awesome. Um, uh, June nineteenth. Um
0: now that day hasn't happened yet, but that's a yes. memory of the fact that it is that they passed that resolution.
1: Yes, and it's coming up. Okay, this right. is great. Okay. So you probably knew roughly when you found out the news, and then you committed to a specific time just to make this interesting. I'll go with something like this for you, Paul, just because we've chatted many times before and this just feels right. Is, you can't
0: get this right, Mark, because this is just this is just
1: Okay, I'll lock it in there. Obviously, maybe you changed your mind even. I don't
0: know. No, but no. Out of all the times. No, you stuck
1: with it right away. Okay. I, I of I all created the times,
0: when it, I didn't know when it was, but I created at the time. It should have been around, so. Okay. What time did you go for? For real? Yeah. 11.20 a.m.
1: 11.20 in the
0: morning? Yeah.
1: Okay. I like it a lot. So, obviously, any memory, any time. This is what I went with. I'll be nice and slow here. Hopefully, you can see.
0: See? You're not, you're, it's, this is, you're sick. This is not possible. <laughs> this is why Courtney and Matt went not because what? How did you do that?
1: <laughs> That's not too bad. That's not too
0: bad. No, and, I, and I'll tell you, but so here's what, what, why that is even more amazing. Number one, I never told you the time. Um, uh, but number two, I don't even know when they did it. Cause the way I found out was my news director sent me an email saying, the city council just passed this resolution. Why didn't you tell me? And I'm like, I didn't know. Um, and, and so I just tried to calculate a time, like at a city council meeting that they might've gotten to it or whatever. How, what?
1: <laughs> that's why I love doing it. Cause it's, you know, it's something so personal to you. And I think that's, I think that's also why I am drawn to, um, to the mind reading because it's about the audience, you know? And so oftentimes, um, And, you know, I'm not speaking negatively about magic, but oftentimes when you see magic, you're watching someone who is very talented just do something by them by themselves on their own, you know, like the guy I mentioned at the fair earlier who was on stage doing, you know, the rings you were mentioning and things like that. And it's great. It's amazing. However, it is not uh, involving the audience in the way that I prefer to do it. And I feel like uh, the immediacy of it, the the ability to wrap the audience up in it and literally use you know their thoughts as the the props for the show is really cool i mean it keeps me on my toes because every one of these is is different every single night
0: it, well exactly i mean it's just so yeah i'm I'm blown away i'll have to think about this you know afterwards to get there let me ask you this maybe this is a fair question maybe not i have a feeling i've asked you this before <laughs> if i knew how you did what you did would my reaction be oh or would it be, oh, man, that still blows me away. I could never do that. Or if I knew what you did, could I do it?
1: You know, I, I don't know. Because there's so many things we know how they're accomplished in in the world. Uh, you, you train hard and you can go to the Olympics. You do whatever. Um, uh, maybe I some natural talent for myself and other people who are drawn to this sort of thing. I went to theater school. So I'm, you know, I'm, I come from that world. I'm a trained actor. I, I actually studied music theater. I love creative writing. Which and I, I, I got to interrupt of you gab.
0: I have to interrupt you there because you, yeah. you mentioned that in the show that that is your background. I mm-hmm. think that is my background. I do not have a journalism background. My background is communication and law. Okay. And yeah, so yeah. the law enables me to do what I do in terms of questions and stuff. But your theater and performing background, I have to say, because your show itself, as you said, you hear me laughing. You are funny. And and okay. so if you just came out as a, you know, mentalist and just did your thing and we just, we were amazed and we went and you said, now my next trip. But because you have this style, I've just done an interview recently on Don Rickles. So you're, you're, you're not Don Rickles. I uh, love Don but,
1: Rickles. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, is he great? Well, there's a great oh, new yeah. book by, yes, but you should read by uh, Michael Starr uh, about okay. by Don Rickles. But but so you have this, there's a sense of the insult comic in you, but I don't mean that negatively. You do it sure, so them there's this fun way you have of making fun of people and whatever and through it that, yes, I laugh throughout the show because it's like a two-part show. If you didn't do the mentalist stuff, I would still enjoy just the shtick that you're doing.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I think I, I, I mean, I was about to say, I think I have the gift of gab, if anything, if there's any gift. So I'm not sure you can, uh, I, I mean, if people knew how I did it, uh, uh, um, I'm not sure they could also do it. I've put in hours and hours of, of you know, practice and, and time and thinking about it. Um, uh, but that's what makes it great. That's what makes like Steph Curry, LeBron Gra- James great in their lane. And like, I'm a big fan of running. So like Elliot Kipchoge is like the best marathoner in the world, right? He's trained forever and ever. I understand how to run. I run myself, but I don't have whatever he has to do it. I'm not saying I'm as good as these people, but I think about that a lot and I'm just in my own lane doing you know my own thing. And yeah, I want the show to be hilarious. And since it's about people's thoughts, I mean, they're going to say funny stuff. I'm not, I don't, you know, it's been a couple weeks since you were there. So I don't remember exactly um what went on that night but it's always unique because someone's going to blurt out something silly and i am very quick to point out how absurd it is and try to rope it in and call back to it all night long and have fun so um yeah i try to tread that line of roasting someone playfully without going too far
0: right if you know somebody in the audience like if you know if you see me and you know it's me whatever i do do you avoid the people who for whatever reason know you or who you know them or are they fair game um, I think it'd be fair game. I try to randomize it.
1: And also, you know, there is such a level of skepticism with what I do, you know, where people are so on the lookout for that, where if, if I were to make a joke and be like, oh, just can't I know Paul. Now you've got nine, nine people in the room saying, wait, does he know that person? That person, am I the only real person here? You know, so <laughs> right. I do have to be careful about even making a joke like that or, or calling attention to the fact that I have friends like yourself in the room, just because people are. Are so wary. I mean, they're just so, I hopefully win them over by the end, but, but I know they enter into a mind reading show with skepticism. That is just something I face. And that's fine. That's fine. I don't believe in it either. I I appreciate it, but you know, I, I I, I do try to be
0: fair. You're the first person to not believe in what you do. I love that. Yes. 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 At so, all. By the way, for people who have not yet been to the Chicago Magic Lounge, I, I need to finish our, our tour because there's the outside bar. So, and I'm pretty sure even if you're not coming for a show or you didn't make reservation, you can just come and sit in the bar and watch the magicians yeah. behind the bar, right? The bar. If magic. you
1: happen to be in, in Andersonville um, any night of the week and you're, you're looking for something fun, or maybe you had dinner and you're wandering down, go to 5050 North Clark, just pop into the bar. You'll have to figure out your way in. And then once you get in, you can enjoy a little magic behind the bar. They have these, these performers doing magic behind the bar and they're, they're doing a, a style of magic that was pioneered in our city, which is very cool. And, and it's, you know, two feet away from your face, you you, you know, the drunker you are, the better. You're, you're enjoying a cocktail and this person is literally blowing your mind, you know, 12 inches away. Very fun. If you got a ticket, you move from there into the showroom. and, And again, a very exciting way. And, and then, then on the weekends, take
0: me further because yeah, well, that, that's where you're going. Yeah, so exactly. The on the weekends, show, there, there are shows in none. the back.
1: Yeah, there are shows in the back on the weekends. It's in a in a smaller room called the 654 Club, and um, when you walk in there, it's stadium style seating, but it's for like 20 people or something. I forget the exact number, but it's it's such an intimate room where there's no bad seat in the house. And you're seeing um what I would term either a close-up or maybe even a parlor show that you're not gonna really experience this anywhere else. You might experience it at you know other famous magic venues in the world, but those are under five. I think you know less than five of those exist. So the fact that you can see literally, oh, we're gonna catch a little bar magic, see the main show, and we got the ticket to go back and see the the close-up show is phenomenal. Because my show is a longer show, my show runs about 85, 90 minutes. That show doesn't happen on Wednesdays. I think it's just, uh, you know, later in the week, but all that's on the website. But yeah, you do that. And then as you're wandering these halls, you are seeing vintage historical magic posters, memorabilia in cases, the Fool Us trophy that we mentioned. There's even, um, I mean, it feels weird to say you should visit one of the bathrooms, but one of the bathroom floors has an optical illusion where you've got to get a selfie on it because it, it makes it, you know, it, it makes it look like you are part of this cool Yeah, they are
0: that, yeah. Yeah, and exactly. I said, if I, I said it before, I'll say it again, but the, the website is chicagomagiclounge.com. So definitely something you want to, and by the way, I've come there several times. One, I've had guests from out of town. It's a thing you want to take them to. Um,
1: well, always so- new always new talent, you know, like I said, so it's, it's worth re- returning on different nights, my show is called the, uh, the, the artist in residence. That's Wednesdays running through end of June, but the weekend is like, I think called the signature show on Sundays. I think they do a family show, like a matinee. So if, if kids want to come and see something, you know, so there's a little something for everyone. And, um, you know, if you're local, you can go back, uh, you know, every few months and see new stuff. If you're just visiting, I mean, you're sure to see like, uh, you know, a successful, uh, performer who's going to, you know, dazzle you because yeah. that's what we do.
0: Actually, and one of the oh, by the way, I want to say this the the name, the 654 room. I don't we don't have time to tell the story, it's not a random name.
1: No, it's not a random name. There's a, a famous performer, and it's I, I mean, I won't tell the whole thing because I'll, I'll butcher it and it's his, but yeah, a famous performer, um, who who used that as part of their act, like a story they would tell. It's hysterical, and so that's where that gets the moniker from. And I think the main theater is called the Harry Blackstone Cabaret Theater, I believe. And Harry Blackstone, interestingly enough, Harry Blackstone. I think it's after senior, there's a poster of him there, but Harry Blackstone Jr. in my public library growing up, there was a, uh, you know, two VCR tapes, one on like simple tricks, which I watched once and never watched again. But the other was Harry Blackstone Jr.'s touring stage illusion show um on, on VHS. And I would watch this, I'd return it, I'd get it six months later, watch it again. I was blown away by it. And my father, after he saw me watching it, like, you know, I don't know, the 10th time or something, he told me one, one of our best, the best parts of my town growing up was we had a beautiful performing arts center that sat, I think like close to a thousand people and my whole town's like 5,000. So, you know, incredible for the size. And it was uh decades old donated by a patron to the, to the town, but Blackstone Jr. had come through the city and performed on that stage. My dad had gone to the show long before I was born and had seen Blackstone and got to go on stage with him. Wow. So I always remember hearing that. And now I'm performing in a Blackstone Cabaret uh, theater, which is pretty cool. Fantastic. But you live in Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah. My wife and I live in Lakeview. Um, you know, we've been here, oh
0: gosh, um, a little over maybe 11, 12 years, something like this that. Great. I'm in Lakeview as well. We're probably neighbors. Oh, yeah. Um, I bet we are. You, you probably just disappear every time I see you on the street with my dog. <laughs> well, I'm going to look for you closer now. That's the thing about Chicago. Well, so I don't you go should know where, where I, I am. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I'm going to find you now, on, on, but I'm going to find you on Paul Lisnick Day. <laughs> exactly, so right. We can celebrate.
0: Go to, the, go to the parade, which will be in my driveway. Um, <laughs> I'm angry at you, um, okay. and I, I'll show you why, um, and, and you'll understand why. I'm also going to be careful about what I say because I don't mean to be giving anything away. Okay. But I'm angry for you at you about this. Oh, this is Excellent this and, is and excellent. so what i you can i so i don't know how much you want people to know you can say what this is and tell me what you notice about it um well i what what i all i'll say is this
1: um what I appreciate about you, Paul, as I've already said, is your love of the arts and your, your, I mean, you, you frequented my shows, but you're such a supporter of just like interesting theater in the city anyway. And anyone who listens to your program and knows you, um, knows that already. I'm, I'm just, you know, beating a dead horse here. But <laughs> in addition to that, you're, you're obviously a lover of mystery and,
0: um, I've written two fiction books. I have to get you a copy of one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, well, you recognize the importance perhaps of, of holding to mysteries, no matter how small in our current times, because I feel like we've removed mystery from, from our day-to-day life. And that is really the thesis of the show. So, um, that was a little souvenir that I, I gave Paul and I can tell over zoom that even though it might drive you a little crazy, that it is also a good feeling. And, um, you know, I mean, that thrill, that honestly, it thrills me and I'm, I'm being so intentionally vague so people can come and experience it for themselves. Um, and,
0: and when I, and so that's why I'm not saying anything, but do you notice what it is when I'm showing it to you, what it is I'm trying to, to, to tell you what I have not done?
1: Yeah. Well, that's why I say you, you are a, a lover of mystery. Okay. That You appreciate the, the finer things in life. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love this. I love this feeling of not knowing, which is why the show is called the mystery show, but it's not about big mysteries in life. I think those are the ones worth exploring and trying to, to solve, um, you know, scientific research and the meaning of life and all these things. Great. Let's go after those. It's the small ones that, that drive me crazy. I was in a cafe recently and a a guy walked in and he said, um, he was, he sat down another friend came in like a moment later and they, they said, hi. And then he pulled up his sleeve and he had a new tattoo to show his friend. And his friend just kind of said, barely even glanced and said, Oh yeah, I saw it on Facebook. Cool. I was like, we are, we're destroying our, our life. That's like a mystery. Check this out. Build up, roll it up. There it is. You know, this great thing. So my argument in the show is that. You know, that's why I say I'm not real. I'm not real. I'm just giving little mysteries to you because everything else has been ruined in life. So let's just enjoy this thing where you get to leave and you don't know because there's no way to find out unless I tell you. And you can just go out in the world and hold on to that feeling of not knowing. And so what Paul is holding up there without giving anything away is proof that not only did Paul... Enjoyed the show and the mysteries within the show, but he felt like letting it linger just a little bit longer. Following a
0: little that. bit longer, I can't get myself to do anything about it.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, but, at this point, just frame
0: it. You know, put it somewhere safe. Uh, but by the way, I can um, what I can say for people who are going, what are they talking about? If they come see you, they will understand what we're talking about.
1: Well, if you come to the show, I will give you something similar um, to that. Um, the show has evolved a little bit since you were there, Paul. Because. Oh, okay. uh, you, you know, I'm doing a weekly show, but say I was doing like six shows a week, like some, some theaters do downtown or, or, you know, eight or nine or whatever, I, I would add more stuff. But since it's every week, I have a week between shows to think about and insert something. So I think it's gotten even, Yeah, it's, it's honed in a little bit more since I saw you, but what you're holding up has remained the same because I think it is, is something so great. And it is basically, I give uh you know everyone kind of a bit of a choice about mystery and how they feel about it and that's everyone right. gets to make up their own mind but they it's something that helps the show uh i, I don't know it prolongs the show perhaps it it extends the show a little bit longer than the 90 minutes and lets people have something that they can hold on to which and i guess that's kinda
0: why that's why i'm angry because i am continuing to prolong the magic of the mystery i don't want to but i kind of feel like i just want to
1: I think you should. I I really, I really think you should, especially after now it's on, on video Paul Lisnick days around the corner. Um, (laughs) if, if you were to run it, I mean, I might have to revoke the the big day. So, all right. Oh, I would never, and I'd never do that. (laughs) So uh,
0: before we run into, I just want to ask you, you, you've done the, you, you do the zoom things, you have done them, whatever. Do you, um, do you have a, how important to you is the live audience as opposed to when you do it on zoom and you have hundreds of people watching you, but I, unless their microphones are open or something, you can't hear them laugh. You can't, or maybe can I don't know, but what do you prefer?
1: Well, it's soul crushing to do a zoom show and then thank you. And then everyone logs off and you're just in a room alone, (laughs) as you know, but um, I have have a joke in the show that um, my wife and I went and none of this is true, but I say my wife and I went to couples therapy. And it turns out my love language is applause and it's just a joke to get everyone to start clapping and have fun. But, um, maybe that's true. I don't know. There's got to be a little ego in there to, to become a performer in the first place. I think I've moved past the initial ego that got me going and into other territory where it's more, um, communal. I'm trying to give yeah. stuff to the audience now, but, um, it's such a better thing live. The skepticism I mentioned earlier is, is so strong with what i do if you watch stuff on tv you're going to say it's camera tricks it's set up same on zoom but at the lounge whether it's me or one of the you know hundreds of other performers who have been through there um there's something about seating you know you were what 10 feet from the stage and you are able to see it up close and freak out and you know no one's helping me you know there's there's no way
0: and one other thing i don't think you mentioned or maybe i didn't hear it the way i want to hear but when we're waiting for the main show to start there's still magic going on We've oh yeah i should add that as well so when you get there like maybe us. an
1: hour before the show and everyone's like when's the show start well the show does start then but it's it's a prologue almost where uh, again a very popular kind of chicago form of magic it's magicians coming table side and performing up close and this happens every every night but it's so interesting because while you're waiting on your small plates or your cocktails or or just having conversation there are some of the top magicians in the area stopping by your table performing inches from your face it's a great kind of warm-up and a lead-in to whatever you know performance mine or anyone else's is happening on stage oh, yeah. so yeah now, it's a, you know, know a lot of go, magic you're gonna you're gonna have your mind blown for sure yeah
0: and when you go don't don't eat ahead of i mean i know it's just bites but between the the, the potato pancakes and the little filet sandwiches and whatever i mean the food is really good i really like it you get yeah
1: yeah eat, oh it's good yeah you get
0: to eat for free every night
1: uh not necessarily but I, I i at least every other week i'm getting something brought back to the green room oh yeah right,
0: well, i'll just i'll make a note over the chicago magic I'll take care of this guy because uh they need you uh <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark Tolan, you're just so fabulous. I'm so glad we get to talk from time to time and, and and just catch up. You'll never tell me how you do what you do, but I'll never figure it out. But I love the mystery of it. That's the point. Um, uh, thanks,
1: Paul. I'll see you in Lakeview.
0: And you, yeah, I hope so. ChicagoMagicLounge.com is where you can get tickets. You don't want to miss it. You're on the main stage, at least this time, through June 28th, because I know you'll be back. By the way, one of the table magicians who really impressed me is coming up as one of the next stage shows. So... um mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name where I would be saying it. Um, I meant to have his card in front because I was so impressed. I said, Oh, give me your card. I want to talk to you. And he did, but I know he's coming up like maybe right after you. So okay. it's just everybody there is great. And, um, it, it's just phenomenal. And I just, I love what you do and you're just phenomenal. Congratulations on the new baby too. And oh, I can't wait till, you. will you tell her how you do things when she gets old enough?
1: Yeah, I will have no secrets from Rosemary. She is she she can know and have whatever she wants. I'm okay, a sorry.
0: Don't be surprised when I say Rosemary. Why don't we go for lunch? I have a- Okay. <laughs> oh, I see now. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Tolan, Chicago Magic Lounge, you do great stuff. The show is the um the mystery show. I would call it the man of mystery, but um that's who you are. Thank you, my friend. Good to see you again.
1: Yes, you too. Thanks so much.
0: All right, thanks. All right, bye.